Hi guys, and welcome back to Thought or Thought. This week on our first episode, Standing Innovation, we're going to be assessing the claim, theater classes are a necessary part of preparing for a successful theater performance. My name is Galadriel Curry, and I'm the host of this podcast, and I'm here today with Colette Webb, who is the two-time vice president of Theater Club and president of Thespian Society at my high school. She's performed in six high school performances, including Macbeth, Beauty and the Beast, Letters to Sala, Little Shop of Horrors, and One More Light, and she's taken five theater classes in high school. Not only has she taken these theater classes, but she can attest for the auditions she's been in and for the auditions that she's observed other students do. So that way we can get a really holistic view of what it takes to do well in an audition for a theater class. In my high school, and I think in a lot of other high schools, theater classes aren't required in order to audition for the theater performance. So that's why it's important to, success, to assess how important they are as a part of preparing for that audition. So first off, thank you so much for joining me, Colette. Of course, thank you for having me. My pleasure. So my first question for you is, I just really want to get an idea of what students do to prepare for an audition and like what goes on when you do an audition. Well, if it's a straight play, so like not a musical, no singing, um, then what you have to do first is uh, I would go into the theater room and ask the drama teacher about what to do specifically because each teacher will have you do something different. But at Ironwood High School, um, prepare a monologue for a straight play. And if it's a musical, have a song in mind, but um, you can always ask for help in what monologue to pick that would be best and what song to pick that would be best. Who would you ask for for help with that? Um, the theater teacher, but also if you are comfortable asking another student, someone like myself who's been around doing this for a while, I, I'm always happy to help people. It makes me really happy when people ask me like what song to pick. <laughs> That's so cool. I know I'd ask you. Um, it just it sounds like it's really important to have a good relationship with your theater teacher before you have an audition or with the other students. Is that a fair um, assessment? It's good to have at least had your face in the room before because it's kind of hard to, um, oh dear goodness, kind of hard to assess uh, how committed a student is without having seen their face before. And it's good to make yourself a part of the community before you're in a show and you have to deal with all the other people and all their nonsense. Right on. So beyond just getting familiar with everybody in order to prepare for your audition, what do students learn in a theater class that can help them with the performance itself? Lots. Well, there's the initial professionalism that you're taught in like a basic theater class, which will help you be more comfortable like entering an audition, knowing what to say. But also there's a lot of vocabulary and uh, stuff like that that you learn in theater one or in a basic theater class. Um, that helps you know like when you're given a note in a rehearsal to know the difference between stage right and stage left and upstage and downstage and which curtain is which and what what is the psych and where are the lights going to be so it's it's good to know um, the the fundamentals of what's like actually physically going on on the stage as well as other acting techniques how have your acting techniques, like what you've learned about them and the acting techniques themselves progressed as you've taken more theater classes? Because I know uh, you've said you've taken five in high school. Um, the thing that's gotten easier is uh, comedic acting and more like physical acting. 
So there's there seems to be this trope when you enter a theater class that the, the dramatic acting is going to be the harder stuff to do, but it's actually like the comedy and the the big physical acting, having a lot of energy, that's harder to adjust to. So as you go on in theater classes, you learn how to be more comfortable on a stage, moving and like I remember my first theater class, first semester, freshman year, I had to hug one of my classmates and we were both so uncomfortable and now that's that's not a big deal anymore because you just get so used to working in the same space with different people and just adjusting to everyone's different comfort level but finding your comfort comfort level and pushing that so you can do more stuff with that type of acting right on so beyond just what you can learn in your theater class though like the vocabulary and the terms and progressing your acting techniques what can students learn outside of theater class or what sort of opportunities could they really look at if taking a theater class isn't available for them? Well, there's lots you can do outside of school. Um, the biggest thing is honestly watch movies and watch plays outside of school or see the plays at your school or go to the dance concerts and the choir concerts because you can learn so much by watching other people do the same thing. Like if you take the time to watch a movie on a weekend and you really pay attention to what the actors are doing, um, you can learn so much just by seeing it happen. Or if you go watch a play, anyone can tell if it's a really crappy play or not. So even if you just go out and experience theater in another way, you can be learning so much. Speaking of plays, what sort of plays have you participated in outside of school? Well, I've done a handful of them. Um, the first community theater experience I ever had was at, at the end of freshman year and I was just thrust into this role in a musical at uh, Spotlight. Um, but I've been in a handful otherwise and I did a uh, stage crew for another show in, in, at that same theater. How has stage crew influenced your ability to be an actor on the stage? Um, part of it is a matter of respect. like. I never considered myself disrespectful to members of other parts of the production, whether it be stage crew or assistant directing or working in the booth. I, like I never considered myself disrespectful, but understanding um, the work it takes to do each part and how each section sees the show creatively as a whole um, really helped me be appreciate being on stage more and doing other parts of theater more, experiencing the other side of it. Absolutely. Do you think that you learned valuable skills working like on the set that contributed in such a way that for say like if a student wasn't able to go into a theater class because they had a cap on it but they were able to go into a class that was working on the set and was part of the production crew would that be a suitable sort of adjustment or um, a suitable uh, class to take to help you prepare? I think that um, taking a production class really does focus more on that side. So if you were looking to pre pre to prep an audition, there were still there would still be other things you would want to do. But um, I think that being in a production class and learning stuff about lighting design and making an image for a show and set building um, could really be great tools to prepare you for being in a play. Not necessarily like getting into one and being comfortable with that but um, knowing what the world of theater looks like and how everything fits together for sure, taking a production class would, would be helpful in that area. Other than just production design classes or theater classes, what 
what sort of classes could a student take in high school to help them in their theater performances? Well, any performing arts class could adjust you to being on the stage for one and getting used to that space, but also forcibly making you be in front of other people and learning that skill. And also when, if you're ever up auditioning for a musical, if you're taking a class like choir or dance, you get adjusted to feeling the tempo of things and that part of it. Um. How have the other classes outside of the theater department, the classes that you've taken in high school, allowed you to prepare and how they impacted your performances and your auditions? Well, lucky for me, I knew going into high school that theater was what I wanted to do and I was able to have theater classes right away. Um, but outside of arts classes, um, in all honesty, the English classes that I've taken have affected me positively the most in theater preparation. The English classes, was there a certain work or a certain character that you read that really spoke to you in the literature you've read in your English classes? or? What aspect of the English classes was the most impactful? Well, I've had two uh, kind of interesting, like coincidental experiences with my English classes. Uh, freshman year, uh, when we did the production of Macbeth, after that production had closed, we read Macbeth in my English class. And I remember just wishing we had read it before because I understood it so much better after having read it and analyzed it from the perspective of being literature instead of playing a particular part but understanding the piece as a whole just made so much, so much more sense to me after analyzing it in class. And then I also had the experience of reading Hamlet at, at the same time as I was working on a scene from Hamlet and I'm really grateful for that experience because that just it's a lot to understand and comprehend and digest, especially when you're isolating one scene from it. So it's really luck lucky to be able to have read it in, in conjunction. How is it different when you analyze a character in your English class versus when you analyze a character for theater and you're in the mindset of kind of like enveloping that character and becoming that character? Well, in an English class, it's really important to understand the story and what the author was saying and the historical context for the piece and you're looking at it as a different thing but when you're prepping to make yourself into somebody else and put yourself in the shoes of that character you have to take the character apart more and look at them as a 3D person as they were written as they are like a lot of um sorry backtrack a little bit here um I'm assistant directing the fall play right now and uh, one of the biggest notes that I give is you are a person, be a person, because a lot of times there's this tendency to show one piece of the emotion that the character is feeling or put up the wall, this blanket that's one thing that they're feeling, which is almost more acceptable to do when you're looking at literature because you're trying to understand the story holistically. But when you're being a character, you have to look at them as a 3D person and look at all the layers of what they're, they're experiencing and look at their backstory. And if the backstory isn't provided, you have to make something up in order to give your character a reason for what they're doing. So it's a little bit more, you take advantages of what you were given a little bit more and you add more if it isn't already given to you. This is a little bit of a ta tangent right here, but do you think it'd be valuable 
to look at some aspects of our English class with like a theater mindset. And maybe instead of writing book reports on just symbolism, but also write book reports on a single character and the layers that make them up. Do you think that would be a valuable part as a lesson in English, not just in theater? I think it would be depending on the work and depending on the way that's executed. Um, because with really, with really complicated stories, um, I feel like in English class it's more important to understand what's going on and a lot of writing has a lot of cultural context and that might take precedent there. But if it's something with less characters, like, like A Doll's House, I know A Doll's House is a play, but it doesn't have a lot of characters and there is that cultural context to it and how, how it affected the society at the time. But picking apart just one character in that could be really important for understanding the, ac the action of the play and for plot purposes and like understanding holistically what it's about and what it's saying. So I think it could have value depending on how it's executed. I feel like it also depends, kind of pushing my opinion on there, um, the thought process that the author had when creating that character. Because I feel like some authors put more power into the symbolism in their work, whereas some authors, their work is really fueled by the characters. So while we're off on this tangent, I think an important part of reading literature is looking at the intentions of the author. And then to kind of bring it back to theater, I think an important part that I've definitely seen in your performances and the way you assess theater is like looking at what they're trying to get across and what the statement in theater is about society. So taking this back to theater, what our podcast <laughs> is focused on, uh, how many students do you feel are able to successfully audition and become a part of a performance, especially lead roles, without taking any sort of theater classes? Well, it really depends on what the play is asking of you or what the musical is asking of you. Like, for a musical that's really dance-heavy, a dancer can probably get into the show, at least at least in a chorus, because if, it's this, if you have a skill that the show requires, then you have a better chance of being in it. Like, the show happening right now is is a comedy and we have a full range of skill levels from um, a student that's been in as many theater classes and productions as I have to someone who is brand spanking new at the whole thing because it's a comedy and you can't teach someone comedic timing. You can teach them how to do comedy and how to where, when to take pauses but you can't make someone like naturally funny. So unfortunately. <laughs> yeah. um, so it really depends on what the show requires, but also I think really depending on the theater teacher and their directing style, um, I feel like for us at our school, Mr. Akers is really trusting and he would like to take a chance on someone that he thinks has the motivation and the, the skill to do well in the role, but because of a few experiences in the past where some unexperienced like fresh faces to the theater department got in and got lead roles and then it went very poorly I don't think like I think the chances of someone who's brand new to, to the department getting like an actual lead role is slimmer than it used to be but we Does have that have more to do though with the abilities they have or have not been able to build up or just with their demonstrated dedication to theater it's it's a it's a dedication problem and also um, like I said the skill set that the show requires if someone who hasn't 
been in there before or hasn't had a theater opportunity outside of that point in time if it's if it's a really like technical show like we did a theater for social change project last semester called one more light and then there's been like instances of doing shakespeare and stuff like that where you have to have a better grasp of theater and the layers of it probably the odds like that would be a skill thing um and that would be a like a learning curve thing but primarily it would be a it would be more towards the reliability of it so if you're absolutely a fresh face you've never come to a drama club meeting before you've never made an effort to do like house crew for anything before it would probably be a dedication thing a trust trusting that you'll be at the rehearsals and trusting that you'll be there and do your part for the show and work hard on it is the issue rather than yeah. the skill set how can they trust you if they don't even know you sort of thing yeah do you think though specifically in the audition we just talked about this a little bit other than just seeing um, their dedication and their involvement in theater is there a bias towards the students that have taken theater class because of the relationship they might have built um i think because we're all human beings there has a ten that has a tendency to exist but it isn't always positive there are definitely some students who have taken theater multiple times and because of that it's like well, we know your dedication level to this and where it's at and your skill level and how you're going to behave in a rehearsal. And it isn't pretty. So maybe you're not going to be in this show. So it's important that when you do take a theater class that you are behaving yourself if you would like to continue doing shows. Treat a theater uh, class like part of the audition. <laughs> yeah, that's a, which also sounds like sketchy and like biased and like kissing up. But I think it's just, it's more human than anything. And there's not a very clear bias. Like... Like the fall play last, yeah, last year, I wasn't, I've, I've been around, I've been doing things and I know that Mr. Akers like likes me and trusts me and I had a very minor role in that show, but it was because it was a, it required a specific skill set, skill set that the director knew I could handle. So there is some bias existing, um, based on the level of trust and communication and knowledge that's exchanged between the director and yourself. But it doesn't always mean that you're going to be in a lead role every time because I have that rapport with our theater teacher and I'm not in the lead role every time and I'm okay with that. Mm -hmm. um, it's not something that I expect and it's not something that anyone should expect. You don't consider uh, having a lead role isn't what you consider a successful theater audition. Just becoming a part of the theater and a part of the crew is a successful theater audition. Is that a fair statement? I think, yes, I think it is. And especially if it's something like, I know that theater is what I want to do. Like that's my intended major. Um, I know this is what I'm doing. And I would rather be in a smaller role where I can learn a lot more than in a lead role where I'm give, where I'm boxed to that experience. Um, I think that's a great lesson to not just take from theater though, but to take for life. It's so much better to be a part of something and learn than just be the leader. So bringing it back to our claim for this episode, and for those of you guys listening, our claim is theater classes are a necessary part of preparing for a successful theater performance. So I know what I've decided, but I'd like to hear what you've decided. Is this valid or not? Is this a thought or a thought? So together we're going to spell our separate decisions. Ready? T, T 
H O U G H T. So we both agree that this is a valid thought. I know while you're talking, I wrote down some of the different things you really stood out. And for me, I made this decision because it sounded like being a part of a theater class demonstrates your dedication to the theater department and to theater as a whole, and that that's a necessary part of preparing for a successful performance. And it also sounded like the experience and the knowledge you gain, whether it's the vocabulary from the sides of the stage, and also just like knowing your specific theater department and the specific stage at your school, those are things that you can't learn without having the experience in class, despite all the other classes you can take and everything else you can learn. The one thing you can learn outside of theater class, based on what you've been saying, to me sounded like acting skills. I do have one last question for you, though, before we leave. And that's just, I want to know, for those people out there that might be listening to this that are looking to audition or any auditions, what's the most important thing that you think a student should know before they go into a theater audition? The most impressive thing is confidence. Um, even if you know that you don't know what you're doing, if you go out there and you take chances and you make choices with your monologue or your song and you're, you're confident and you're audible and so long as that confidence doesn't stretch into being disrespectful, that's going to be much more impressive than trying to get it right the first try because we're all learning and growing. So even if you don't have it, go in and act like you're confident. Well, that looks like all the time we have, but thank you so much, Colette, for being here today and being a part of this. Of course, it's been a great time. And some final thank yous to Anchor, the editing tool I've been using, to Colette Webb, of course, who is here today to be our guest star, and to all the people that have helped support me in this project. It's been such a great time so far. Join me next week when we, when I'll be talking with one of my best friends, Carolyn Melky, and her and I are both in the full IB program. And so if you don't know IB, it's International Baccalaureate, and we're gonna be talking about whether such rigorous classes suck your life away and allow you to do nothing else in high school. So be ready for some spooky season.